Hey, it's me, your favorite neighborhood lesbian, just dropping by to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by you, the patrons on Patreon, and anybody else supporting this podcast. If you're not a patron, you can become one for as little as $3 a month and get early access to episodes and vlogs that I drop. You can also be involved in exclusive live streams for patrons only and many other giveaways that I'm in the process of planning on doing. So if you want to become a patron, click the link in the description below and uh, help support this podcast and the show. And to all the current patrons, thank you so much for the support. I love you all very much. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, we're recording. Hello, ladies. I have today, I have um, my wonderful patrons, my wonderful friends, um, Heather, Shannon, Julianne, Kayla, Maggie. There they are. And um, it's Infant and Pregnancy Loss Month. And I figured I'd have a bunch of women on because I have no idea about this topic myself. I'd have a bunch of women on to tell their story about uh, their infant or pregnancy loss. And right now we're starting with Heather. And um, she's going to tell her story. And then I have a bunch of questions for everybody. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for being on, by the way. Y'all are wonderful. Take it away, Heather. Okay. So, um, I had my oldest in 2012, so he was about 18 months old or so. Um, we'd been trying for about five months, found out we were pregnant. You know, you see the, the lines on the stick, you get excited, you start planning forever, you know, as soon as you see it. Um, you know, we told a few people, like close people, because, you know, that early, you just don't want to tell anyway, because, you know, like you're nervous enough. Um, told a couple of close friends, um, uh, mentioned it a few, a little bit to some close people at work. Um, we went, this was December of 2013. We went the beginning of January for our nine week ultrasound, which was, you know, routinely about when they do them. Um, we go in, it's me, my husband, my oldest, you know, family event, see the new baby. Um, we go in. And of course, it's a vaginal ultrasound because that's how they do them that early. So it's already awkward anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is. Um, so we're there and it's, you know, nah, the heart rate's kind of low. We're, we're only measuring about seven-ish weeks. You know, could you be off on your times? I wasn't. Like, I knew I wasn't because, you know, it's your body. Um, but you know, okay, the, my oldest is, isn't feeling very good. Okay. My doctor's like, I've seen it go either way. We'll follow up in about a week and a half. No big deal. Go on with life. Um, I'm at work, you know, a couple other people, I guess you're getting excited. And plus I'm a nurse, so I have to lift, tug, pull. Um, and they kind of watch out for the pregnant ladies where I work because, you know, you don't want anything to happen. Right. And then there was just a time that I just didn't, feel like telling anybody anymore like I don't know if I just knew or what but it was like I'm just gonna wait before I say anything one of those like you know your body type of thing yeah it was like at first it was like I'll be fine you know we'll we'll, week and a half it'll be good and then just one day I don't know what happened but it was just I'm gonna wait before I tell anybody else Mm -hmm. so the ultrasound came we were about 10 weeks and 
yeah, 10 weeks and three days, um, January 13th, I think. Um, my husband wasn't going to go with me because he was working, um, but it he was working at a site that was close. So I get there. He's like, hey, I can run over for lunch real quick. We go. We go in the ultrasound room, and it's just us. And it's, again, another vaginal ultrasound. And she's, you know, looking in the text. The ultrasound people can't say anything because they can't diagnose. But, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they are not allowed to give you a diagnosis if there's something wrong or anything. Um, so it was, I'm not, it, we're, I'm not finding a heartbeat. There should be a heartbeat. Um, it's only measuring seven weeks and like two days. So there was really no growth even from the first one. Um, these are the signs of a miscarriage. Um, mm-hmm. But she couldn't just say, hey, this is what happened. But I knew. Um, So she leaves. um, And then, you know, I get off the table. I haven't said anything to my husband yet. And he's just looking at me like waiting on me to say something. And then it's, she's like, I'm going to see if they have a room, um, you know, ready for you. Because, you know, you do the ultrasound and then you go see the doctor. Um, Usually you walk through the lobby for that. But, you know, as being upset, she's going to weasel me through the back hallways to a room that's open. Um, We go through, you know, she goes to find a room. I'm finishing putting my clothes on and I just start crying. And my husband gives me a hug. Like he was like, he knew too. I mean, he didn't want to say anything, but he'd been through this with the first one. You know, you know, at this point it's supposed to be this big and there's a heartbeat and all the good stuff, but it was just quiet and eerie in the room after she left because we just both kind of knew and I'm crying and I don't want to say anything because you know if you're upset and you try to talk you're going to cry more um but so he just kind of knew what was going on um she shuffled us through the room or you know through the back offices puts us in a room and waiting on the midwife that I'd seen a bunch anyway so we're sitting there and I'm, I'm trying to hold it together and she comes in and goes, you know, talking to me, and she's like, it looks like you've had, an, you know, an early miscarriage. Um, you know, sometimes this just happens, you know, when the DNA comes together, it doesn't come together right, um, you know, and then um, they wait, just... how many weeks were you? Um, I, according to my calendars, was 10 weeks and three days. 10, okay. Is what I should have been. Um, so I was almost two week, two-ish weeks out from being out of the first trimester. Wow. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, things had gotten like real, like you're starting to plan stuff. You've only got 30-ish weeks left. Um, But being as it was like, eh, wasn't really sure. We just kind of, it was like, we're going to wait and see what happens. So she comes in and she explains, you know, nothing that you did is your fault. You know, this, this is nobody's fault. It just happens. Um, And then she's like, well, you know, God just decided to keep this one. So then I just lose it because, you know, I'm That's trying to hold it in and make it through this. Right. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I'm done. Um, and then it's, well, what do you want to do about it? So you can take meds, you can let your body do it itself, or you can go in for a DNC. So instead of waiting it out, because nothing you do is going to change the outcome. Um, I didn't want to go through any of this either at work or home alone with my 18 month old. Right, right, right. So it was like, let's um, let's just do a DNC, you know, and then know for sure that it, everything is done. 
Um, not that it was an easy decision or anything, but it was just the one I felt the most comfortable with with the situation. They ended up scheduling it the next day. So I got up early, went, you know, had the procedure done, went home and just slept. Um, the only reason that I really got out of bed the next day was just because my oldest one, he needed me. You know, he came in yeah. and was like, mommy, are you going to play? So you can't just not, no matter how bad you feel, like I had to drag myself out of bed. But I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I just felt empty because, you know, you'd made these plans and this was going on. And then one day it's just nothing. Yeah. I know. Um, I've but seen it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a lot more, you know, I never knew anybody, only a couple people that were really close to me that I'd known that had had any sort of loss. Um, but you find out a lot in the woodwork that come out that once they hear it's like, yeah, that's exactly that's how this yeah. panel even came to be you know yeah we, we were yeah I mean ladies that ladies I work with um I found out the same day that we even just found out that it was a miscarriage that my grandma had had one between my uncle and my dad and it's just something that's not talked about right so yeah. but I did I mean I stayed up late at night crying I would wake up in the middle of the night having like dreams that I was back in the ultrasound room having my heart ripped out and then just lay in bed and just cry um because there's nothing really that you can do no so but I did find that finding other people and everything just to talk and know that you're not alone with it just made things so much not better because it doesn't really get better but it just made it not hurt as much right to know that like there are people out there that relate and stuff like mm -hmm. that that's yeah. why that's why we're here right now. I'm I know I'm looking up if you're watching on can you guys hear me? <laughs> you guys can hear me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Um I'm looking up if you're watching me on cameras because my freaking screen is up here. But um but thank you for telling your story. I'm gonna I have all these questions for everybody, but I want everybody to give their story first and then we'll come back around. Um so thank you, Heather. Thank you. Next is Shannon. Wonderful Shannon. Um, and you were, well, you, you can go ahead and tell your story. <laughs> sure. So um, my husband and I had been trying for almost a year. And um, as soon as you like decide you're ready to have a family, like you think that you're going to get pregnant right away. And then when you don't, you're like, what's happening? So I educated myself a lot and learned so much that I didn't know about my body. Um, and I was in a lot of communication with my doctor, just trying to get advice so that I could like do whatever I could to get pregnant, but nothing was working. Nothing was working. So they were monitoring me and, um, I had been like keeping track. Like Heather said, like I knew exactly when, I could find out if I was pregnant, like I, it, the five days early, like for me, it was like seven because I knew. Right, right. And so the test and finally it was positive and I couldn't believe it. I mean, you spend so many times like taking pictures and sending it to like your close friend. Like, do you see the line? Am I crazy? Like, is there two? <laughs> and, and there was. And so I immediately called my doctor and she's like, I want you to come in. We're just going to monitor you, like take blood work, make sure that everything is good. And I felt comfortable just because I felt like she really knew 
that, you know, we had been trying and struggling and she was, she had my back and I really loved that I could advocate for myself, but that she also advocated for me a lot. Um, so I went and had blood work and she's like, okay, well, your levels came back a little low, but because you found out so early, like you haven't even technically missed your period, like it is not uncommon that it's low. Don't panic. It's okay. We're just going to keep, you know, an eye on it. And so your levels are supposed to double every two to three days, um, the level of hormone in your blood. Um, and what is it? Like, oh, oh my God. That, that What's that hormone? It's HCG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Heather's, Heather's like, yeah, I know. Nursing school. Anyway. Continue. <laughs> um, so I had gone back and gotten my blood work done. And again, she was like, you know what? It just, it's not doubling as we would normally think it would but you know again let's just keep an eye on it this is this is totally normal like this could happen and for me it was like I was just like this has to be it like this can't not be it this like I have to keep the faith that it's going to be okay but inside like I don't know I felt completely empty like for some reason I was like no this is it but then something in the back of my mind was like I don't know So I went back three days later and got my blood work done again and the nurse called me and she said, actually, now your, your levels have actually dropped. And I was like, okay, so what does that mean? And she said, your body is in the process of losing the pregnancy. Like you have either miscarried or you're in the process process of it. And your body just doesn't know quite yet, like hasn't picked up the hormone drop to like start a period to, you know, release the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And so in my heart, I like, didn't really accept it. I was like, okay, like, I trust you, but I don't believe you, but okay. kind of Um, And I said, well, what, what do I expect now? And she said, well, you are so early, like technically like four weeks that there's nothing really we can do for you. Your body just has to release the pregnancy on its own. And unfortunately that can take up to a month. And so in my head, I'm like, Oh my God. So my brain knows that I'm not pregnant. My heart is wishing that I was, um, and my body is confused because it thinks that I am too, but I'm not. And I have to just wait for my body to recognize and my, you know, my levels to go down. So I just told my husband, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this in my heart. Like, how can I let go of something that my body isn't even letting go of yet? Like that was a big struggle for me. Um, thankfully I didn't have to wait a super long time. I think it was like four or five days later. Um, and she said, you'll probably just have like a really heavy period, maybe a lot of cramping. It shouldn't be like any more discomfort than that, you know, rest, take Tylenol, just try to do, you know, what's best for you. Mm. Um, and that's exactly what happened. I like started like a really heavy period. I was bleeding really bad. Um, and I had to get up and go to work and I had to 
kind of keep it, not had to keep it a secret, but I was definitely not ready to talk about it with my coworkers. And um, so I just felt really broken and just really empty and getting up and pretending I'm a teacher. I teach little right, kids right, right. like I had to be just happy and I wasn't, I just wanted to crawl back in bed. Hindsight, I probably should have just taken a day off, but I didn't. <laughs> I thought the discussion would be good, you know, but it wasn't. So, um, yeah, that's kind of just my story of how, you know, I lost my pregnancy and then, um, yeah, it just, it it oddly gave me some reassurance, um, to keep going since we had been trying for so long and finally got a positive pregnancy test, but it also was incredibly scary to start over because it could have taken another year (laughs) or more. Or never. So um, I don't, I don't understand. Well, I guess I'll ask everybody eventually after they tell their stories, but like, I've heard a lot about like women not wanting to really talk about it at first. Um, You know, like even with my sister-in-law, she didn't really want to tell a bunch of people when she miscarried. So I guess. Yeah. I think that I was still processing it on my own and you know, there's, I think I'll highlight this in one of the questions that, um, that you'll ask later, but I think the hard part is, is it's really hard to have a conversation answering questions about it when you're not really, you haven't really processed or grieved it on your own. And it's so personal, um, that like, you know, you'll feel better when you like talk about it, but on the other hand, you're also not ready to to quite talk about it. So it took me it took me a long time to be able to, to outwardly say like, you know, I lost baby. And actually a lot of times people will find out through other people. Like if they experience something, they'll be like, Oh, talk to Shannon. Like she lost, you know? And so I'm happy that other people can come to me to confide in me, but it was also really hard to just like talk to people. Talk about it yourself. Yeah. Get it. Well, you're obviously making great strides because you're here, so. I am. I was really nervous, but um, it's kind of cathartic, you know. Yeah, I feel that for sure. It's good to get it out. Yeah. And thank, and thank you for being brave and sharing your story. Um, if I'm looking down, it's because I'm literally trying to see who's next. <laughs> um, next up, we have Julianne to tell your story. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know if I'm the only lesbian besides Tori in this group, but, um, my wife and I, we did home insemination and we did so much research before we decided, I'm sorry about my voice. Anyways, we did so much research before we decided to try because, you know, we want to have a family. So when the time was right, all the tests were good. We decided to go for it. And we, we actually got pregnant on the first time that we tried, which amazing. Cause right. when does that happen? You know, I was going to say so, it never happened. Hardly ever, especially for, you know, I mean, I don't know. As far as I know, a lot of people don't get pregnant on the first try unless it's like it, you know, oh crap, you know, kind of. Right, thing. right, right. So yeah, we were so excited. It was just amazing. I mean, I swear I had a dream the night before that I took a positive pregnancy test. And then when I took the test that morning, it was positive. And I have a picture on my phone. I was just like, 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was so excited that I just told everybody. I was just like, I prick it, you know? And everything was good. Like we we did like my mom and my stepdad drive um a semi truck together or at the time they did. And so like four or five weeks later we had like a like a surprise to tell them that we were pregnant, you know? Mm-hmm. So we like made t-shirts and everything. It was really fun. And then um it was eight weeks and I I started spotting and I was like, you know, I've read oh, you about were, this. You were at eight weeks, eight, you said? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I mean, I was excited. I mean, I would, in the beginning, I was just ready to, you know, buy everything, get everything together and whatever. <clears throat> and so that's what we did. We just started buying shit. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so we had the reveal from my mom and stepdad and, and told them like we were going to have a baby and this and that because like, okay, so I'm, my sister is married, but she doesn't have any kids and she's older than me. My brother is married and he has three kids, but like, I'm the only girl, the other girl that would have the baby for my mom, you know? So basically it was just like, it's a, it's different when your brother has the kids over, over the, you know, your sister or whatever. You always go with like the, like the mother, like, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I was excited that I was like, you know, we we had the name picked out. Her name was going to be Elizabeth Renee, which is after my mom and. Oh, you knew it was a it was a girl. No, we didn't know. We just oh, had okay. we had her name picked out. Like we just you know that's what we wanted. So right, right, right. we're just going with that. So at eight weeks along, I started spotting very faint like, and I went in to the doctor. I didn't even want to tell my wife about it. Honestly, I was just like, this can't be happening. You know. Right. I was devastated because I just kind of knew I just felt like I knew and it was heartbreaking and I just didn't I was I was sad I was embarrassed I was just like I mean I know it was nothing I could do to stop it but I feel like that's common too like women feel embarrassed like there's something wrong with their like they're broken or something right and I know I'm a bigger girl and I know that I mean, weight can have a lot to do with miscarriage. You know, I don't know. I've lost a lot of weight since I miscarried. But um, after we found out, like, we had went in, you know, because I was spotting or whatever, and they did the ultrasound, too. And, like, I was actively miscarrying, too. So it says the meeting is upgrade. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, so I don't know um, what that meant, but it was like, here's a gift from Zoom. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take a yeah. gift. So um, they were like, you're actively miscarrying. And I was just like, okay. Like my heart just shattered basically. So they're like, you're, I just don't understand. Like with, with Shannon, like they knew really early on, you know, like there was, I mean, I don't know if I just didn't go to the doctor soon enough or what, because I went, like, four times, and everything was on the up and up, and then, like, then I started spotting, so, um, so it was kind of, like, out of nowhere, like, everything was great, then all of a sudden, yeah, pretty much, so they're, like, you know, they didn't, she didn't give me any options, I basically, they're, like, you're actively miscarrying, you, you're doing, it's, it's working its way out, and this, and I was, like, okay 
So they sent me on home. No medicine, no nothing for pain. It was the worst fucking pain that I have ever felt. I mean, my heart was already broken and right, right. Emotional like, pain and physical pain. Physical. I mean, people can have really bad periods. I get that. But I have never felt that kind of like the cramping was just constant for probably three days, just like just tearing up my my insides and I was just like, oh my God. I just was in a ball on my bed for ever and I just kept going back and forth and back and forth. I'm just like, oh my God, when's this gonna end? Because it hurt so bad. Right, right, right. And then it did. It was and then it happened. I was just like, oh, okay. Now I'm it's done. I'm not pregnant anymore. And that's probably when the emotional pain starts to even come even worse because it's like, yeah. okay, now there's nothing in my body, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, becomes. And I just, yeah, I just felt like, great. You know, and then we're like, okay, well, we wanted to try again, you know, and after they're like, you should wait one full cycle and then you can try again. Mm-hmm. So we waited. Like we're supposed to, because I mean, after you miscarry, you don't just bleed like a regular period. You bleed for freaking ever. I swear, at least I did. I so I had to wait for that plus a, a cycle, right. and then so we we tried again three more times after, and when did nothing happened? Nothing came of it. So then I was like, okay, you know, I don't understand, but I wanted to just step back, take some time to figure out like, you know, what can I do? Can I, you know, to make this better? I'm just, I was like, I'm, it's time for me to lose weight. Maybe that's why. So <clears throat> sorry, that's when I started to lose weight. And then that's when I found out that I had cancer. So we oh haven't tried God. again since. Do you think so, you yeah. want to? Um, I know like we talked personally, you alluded to not, but do you like, do you, are you, do you not want to because you're afraid? Well, I would love to be a mother. I feel like I was put on this earth to be a mother. Like, Do it. Um, I mean, yes, but it's so, it's so difficult for me because I had thyroid cancer. I don't have a thyroid anymore. And your thyroid is very important when you're pregnant. It gives off the extra hormones, hormones. that your body needs. Right. And it's constant visits to the doctor for blood work and stuff like that like after I had my thyroid out I asked my doctor I was like can I get pregnant again he said yes you just have to go see a a, I forget what kind of doctor it she is is, I only saw her once because she was kind of rude so I was just (laughs) like I don't want to go to her fuck Um, that bitch (laughs) yeah basically I was like I know she kind of snotty and because I mean I'm gay and so I don't know if that's why she was just like are you sharing I was like (laughs) so I just was like I'm not going back to her anyways so um I lost my train of thought (laughs) oh that well the doctor said that you could but you could but yeah but it would just be a lot more doctor visits and stuff like that and like I had to go through three surgeries and radiation before I could try again anyways like when I got pregnant it was in 2016 like it was you know years ago now I feel like because it's been three years since I had my thyroid out 
Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm 35 now. My wife's 41. Like, we just feel like our time kind of, because like, even now, if I were to get pregnant, it's considered geriatric. I think you'll know, like, I think you know, you know, like, um, once you kind of sit on it, you know, if your body's ready, you know, if you're ready, if you're willing to go through certain things emotionally and like physically, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's really where, where, what it comes down to. Um, yeah. I would like to try again. I'm just not sure she right. does. Right. <laughs> I think she, cause like. I don't know. She's older now. Her, her parents adopted her when they were 40. Like they're in their eighties now. Like, right. It's kind of difficult so to don't want that same, I guess. That right. makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Thank you for favorite. sharing. Um, see, I'm looking down again. Cause I can, Oh, Kayla, Kayla is next. We got Kayla next um, to tell her I have story. To unmute. If you guys hear banging, it's my friend's two and a half year old son on the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> and my son keeps coming in. What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, so I, the first time I was pregnant was 2009. It was uh, February. Um, that one was hard because immediately after I found out that I was pregnant, I started bleeding too. Like, just little bits, but still bleeding. Mm. I didn't have pain at first at all. And then March 2009, the blood started getting worse, like way, way worse. And so did the cramps, like Julianne was saying. Mm. I don't even know how I actually even got out of bed half the time. At the time, I was working at Sears. Um, and I'm re- re- remember going to work for like at least a month with these really bad cramps bleeding Mm -hmm. and then the 29th of March I got up and I could just tell that day that something was wrong like it was already wrong because I was bleeding and the doctors weren't they're like oh well it's fine you're it's your first baby so a little bleeding is fine but it just started getting it was getting bad. I feel like that's true. Like women know, y'all know your, well, I'm a woman too, but like when it comes to pregnancy, like y'all know your bodies. Yeah. And the little blood wasn't scary because it was like, oh, whatever. But March 29th, I went to work and the last like half hour, I remember going to the bathroom and instead of pee, obviously, it was like my whole hand of just a glob of blood. Oh my god. That literally just came right out. So I was freaking out and I was like something is definitely not at all. Right. Like at all. And Do you know how doctor, how far along you were at that point? 3 months. 3 Oh, you were 3 months? Yeah. So what happened was that yeah, we're getting to that. Yeah, I was 3 months. Um so my mom took me hello to the <laughs> A doctor because that we I because of when I went to the bathroom and everything came out so I was like no I seriously need to go to the ER like now I can barely stand up and walk right. so we go to the ER and I remember the doctor coming in 
this red red shirt, long red shirt, these khaki pants, this really cool like tie. And he was like, Well, there's no more baby. Gets up and walks away. Stop it. <laughs> and not you right. feel like um well, I guess this would be a question for everybody, but like are male doctors less compassionate like they not are, necessarily, oh, okay, but this okay. guy just sucked. Okay. This, this guy was just a dick. <laughs> My mom was with me. So we were just looking at each other going, what? Wait, what? Right, right, right. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> you're just gonna Good say, day, sir. I don't know. What the- you're just going to say, there's no more baby. Get up and like walk out without any sort of <laughs> telling me what is happening right now. And you're three months Three months. I was three months. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, okay. So then this nurse comes in and was like, sorry about the doctor, but you, so you are having a miscarriage. You are having a tubular pregnancy. So the baby was growing in my fallopian tube. And what, and the reason I was bleeding so much was my fallopian tube ruptured. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It ruptured. So was very unfun holy crap yeah so i was basically dying as well they told my mom that if she would not have brought me in that day i would have been dead the next day because i lost a pint of blood i was gonna say that you probably would have bled a lot Mm -hmm. now wait is that what they call an ectopic pregnancy yes do they didn't know how to say it so what you (laughs) I, I don't know part. if I said it right, to be quite I honest. So. Did I, I said it? All right, Heather's, Heather's giving me the thumbs up. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> so wait, do, okay, this is 2009. Okay, all right. all right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works. but Yeah, I don't know. So that was the first one, and then not even a year later, I was pregnant again. <laughs> so, and it was funny because I found out in February 2009 that I was pregnant, but lost it in March, but then in 2010, in February, I found out I was pregnant again. And lost it in... I did not lose it. He's almost 10. Oh, 10. Oh, thank God. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit. No, I, no, he will be 10 on Tuesday. He is very much so here. Okay, thank you. Yeah, he's very here and a pain in my butt. (laughs) (laughs) He makes you lose it. He makes you lose it. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, that's that was my sister-in-law too. She got pregnant, kind of like Julianne's story, got pregnant. Um, and I just knew that I was going to have a goddaughter named Ariana. My sister, like my 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 sister-in-law wasn't even really pregnant fully yet. Like, you know, she was like, we, they just found out and they told me and I was like, yeah, my goddaughter, Ariana, my sister's like, it's not even a fucking zygote yet. Like, how do you know? And I'm like, I'm like, I just know. And then she lost the baby. Um, not fun. But I mean, you know, same kind of same thing as, as you, Caleb, where like about a year later became pregnant and now has obviously the twins, but yeah. It's weird. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And thank you for telling your story. And next we have Maggie. Um, I don't have to look on my phone now because she's the last I'm going one. going to meet Okay. <laughs> All right. Hello, All right. Um, mine's kind of different um, just age-wise. So I was a sophomore in high school. I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my brother had just gone away to college. The whole dynamic in my house was kind of different. So I had already kind of started acting a little rebellious with my parents. Mm. I started dating this guy that they couldn't stand. Um, and it made me want to be with him all the more for some reason. But then he just got super controlling and abusive. And um, I just stayed. I don't know why. But fast forward through all the drama, I got pregnant. And um, I didn't want to tell my family because I was just terrified. First of all, because they didn't like him. Second of all, because I was only 15. Mm. Um, and it was just scary. I didn't know what to do. Um, I'll call him Sam. Sam would tell me that he was going to throw me down a flight of stairs if I didn't have an abortion. Mm. Um, I really had no support. I was kind of mentally on my own. And at that age, you're not even mentally prepared for anything like that. So, right. Um, basically I started ditching school a lot with, with a couple people. I told a couple people, um, we started ditching school a lot to try to find a clinic I can go to, to get an abortion. I was like gung ho on getting an abortion. Cause I didn't want to make him mad. I wanted to stay with him still like a sicko. Sick fuck. Oh, <laughs> Trust me. Happens. Um, so yeah, I was doing anything to make him happy. And I finally found a place. Um, and then I remember the day before it was like eight o'clock at night. My appointment to get an abortion was like two o'clock the next day. The day before I was just having excruciating pain. I stayed home from school. My parents still didn't know at this point. Um, but obviously they were concerned of why I was staying home. So I finally had to tell them, I think I'm having a miscarriage right now because it was just so painful and I had never like all, like everybody else was saying, it's just, you can't really explain the pain. Right. I remember being rolled up in a ball on the bed. I couldn't lay on my side. I couldn't lay on my back. I couldn't lay on my stomach. Everything hurt. Um, and then kind of like Kayla, it's really odd. I had a sensation I had to go to the bathroom. So I literally ran to the bathroom and I looked down and like a tennis ball size blood clot, like came pouring out and just flushed down the toilet. And that was it. How far along are you? Literally the second later, pain all gone. No more pain. No more stomach ache. No oh, more anything. Complete. Like instantly gone. Like nothing had happened. It was the oddest thing. I'm 36 now. So yeah, this was 21 years ago. How many, um, how many but, pregnant were you? Um, to be honest, I don't even know because it's so long ago. I have vivid memories of it and then I have vague memories of it. Like I don't remember certain things like I don't remember how my parents acted when they found out. Right. Um, we never talked. Well, so then, so the next day, I kept my appointment for the abortion, but I got a DNC procedure done instead. Um, what is a Sam, DNC, by the way? They just—I mean, just a quick definition—they knock you out and clean you out. Got it. Okay. Um, basically, make sure everything's gone out of there. Got it. But they put you under anesthesia. So it's kind of a big, it's a big deal, you know. Um, I remember Sam came with us to that appointment with my parents and he, in the waiting room right before I'm wheeled in, he told my, told me in front of my parents that he didn't love me anymore and he was cheating on me with my friend. This guy was a, a keeper, let me tell you. Sounds like it. Um, yeah, he did everything wrong. He stole thousands of dollars from my parents at one point. Um, he used, he got caught 
like pushing me against walls at school. He'd get suspended. Because I remember when in the you said that like you felt as though it was basically his abuse that kind of drove you to have that miscarriage. Do you do you think you feel like that's what it was? Yeah, the the day before I had a miscarriage, because um, I was still hanging out with him. Um, we were still together, and we were still having sex. And I remember the day before I had a miscarriage, we hung out and we had sex. And I remember I just didn't feel good. I remember it hurting. I remember telling him I wasn't really in the mood. I don't really want to. And we did it anyway. And then the next day I had that happen. So I, I mean, I don't know what made me have a miscarriage, whether it was God, whether it was him. Someone didn't want me to have an abortion. I don't, I don't know. Stress, everything kind of combined. It was just really weird that it was like right before the scheduled, you know, I've, I've always thought it was really weird. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. We, I eventually got out of it, and I've I've had like better feelings for him ever since. Do I you, get along with all my exes except for him. <laughs> do you have kids uh, oh. now? Like, did you ha- ever have kids after that? Or no, I was kind of terrified. I immediately got put on birth control, and I just stopped birth control last year. Oh, so I've never never gotten pregnant. Never stopped birth control. I never really was with a guy that I wanted to have I was I've, with the I've never gotten pregnant years, either yeah I'm pretty good at not getting pregnant <laughs> the guy I was with for six years we didn't we didn't have we didn't even talk about having kids so that kind of worked out right. but well thank you thank you but, for, yeah. for uh for sharing your story too I mean coupled with abuse like I, I know that's tough to like share all together you know it's tough to share a story about losing a kid then couple that with abuse, it's even harder. So thank you. Um, okay, so we're going to loop back around to Heather. I see you. I see you. Um, and now the first question, now all of you guys are going get, to get a chance to answer this. Um, what is the biggest struggle you had with your loss? Um, other than, you know, waking up with essentially nightmares of it, um, the next the the part that really sticks out the most um talking about it doesn't really bother me anymore um just because it helps so much and you know it does help others to know that they're not alone but after the dnc and you know going through all that um you have to go back for a follow-up um because it was it is a surgical procedure um you can have them for other stuff other than miscarriages too so they pretty much go in your uterus look around clean everything out and yep, it's a uterus all right let's go <laughs> yeah pretty much like uterus this doesn't belong here let's take it out you're on your way right, right, right. um but where it is a surgical procedure you have to go back um for a follow-up so a couple weeks later i go in i'm a regular patient i go in i sit in the waiting room after i check in and you know i'm not being shuffled through the back door anymore so i'm sitting there and <laughs> directly to the left of me is this this girl I mean roughly about my age ish um her guy and a little boy that was about the age of my oldest um and they're sitting there and you can see them looking through like the new ultrasound pictures so like I'm sitting there texting like my best friend which was pregnant at the time um but I'm texting her like I I don't, I can't be like this, this should not be happening. Like, cause I'm looking at them and like, 
that sh- that should be us you know that should right. be you know my family looking at these new pictures and we're not so just to have to sit there and just know that that's not what we should have been you know that just killed me um but then just seeing other people the the other worst part was seeing other people pregnant that were due like the same time as you and doing okay and I mean and yeah I'm happy for them like I would not wish anything you know like this to happen to any of them but just to know that I should I should be doing that stuff right that it's not Um, gonna happen for you right yeah like it's just like okay it's like all right like (laughs) fuck you too fuck you too god like yeah Yeah, like whatever right um but i mean it was just more like an internal hurt than anything you know you can be happy for them and stuff and still you know have that struggle um within yourself and my best friend was pregnant you can't feel guilty about that by the way like just as a word to the wise if if you're going through it or you've gone through it and that's how you feel you're allowed to fucking feel that way yeah like it is it is normal because you've as soon as you see those lines you've planned whether you mean to or not you've planned that life right and then and then for it to be gone is just it's like a kick in the ass you know what i mean like it's okay we'll go down this road instead um but but my and, and it's it's awkward for people to try to talk like i went back to where I took two days off work for the DNC um, and the day after went back to work that weekend and you know people talk like I had to tell my manager while I was why I needed those days off so you know people knew and you could just tell that they were like tiptoeing around like they don't want to but then you've got the 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 you know the older ladies they're like it's okay right you know I I had one it'll be okay and but then you just still feel like you know other people that don't know are still going to ask and then you have to tell them like um by the way which I did with the doctor that his wife was pregnant the same uh, around the same as me and he came in hadn't seen me for a little bit and it was like by the way and then just like the look of oh god I'm an asshole (laughs) um it's like you didn't know like I'm not mad you you didn't know you couldn't have known but we um my it it was it didn't I'm not mad and it didn't hurt hurt but my best friend was about two or three months ahead of me in her pregnancy so you know best friends we're gonna be pregnant together we're excited kids are gonna grow up exactly um and then we're not so she like she asked me if I could watch her oldest one day which I love her oldest she was my practice baby um (laughs) (laughs) but I was like I love your kids like it is okay but she one day came over and was like you know I love feeling babies kick in those bellies like that is like the best and she came over and was like do you want to do you want to feel her kick but she's like that it's bittersweet yeah like she didn't want she didn't want to hurt me and I know that she never would do it intentional but she also knows how much I love those babies (laughs) right 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 and I was like 
absolutely like yes let me feel that baby kick so later i messaged her and was like i never want you to feel bad about your pregnancy like this is nothing anybody could could help right so i mean but it was you know then comes the due date and and all these dates and stuff that you'd planned for that it's like okay well so i guess you know for 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 you i guess it was like dealing with the emotions of your loss but also being happy for other people and like how do you kind of maneuver those emotions because you want to be happy for the people that you care about in your life but at the same time you want to mourn the loss of your own child yeah like i mean i it broke me inside like i for a long time like I had shut down years ago for other reasons but I mean I I didn't cry at nothing but this broke me right and I mean I'll cry about anything now but uh, (laughs) (laughs) that switch turned off um (laughs) but I mean also we had went like a few months later to um a wedding and my sister had came in I hadn't seen my sister for a couple years because we live in different states and she wasn't drinking but it was like I'm you know I'm watching my oldest whatever and then later she texted me and was like I'm about 15 weeks pregnant and she didn't want to tell me she said I didn't want to hurt you because I had you know a month or two before I had just lost one so she was like I didn't I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want, right. I didn't want that hurt. And I'm like, it's, it's okay. Like, right. Right. I'm still going to love your babies. Like, you don't, right. I'll be okay. I promise. But I mean, just the biggest struggle that I had with any of it was just that internal emotional struggle with seeing everybody else go on with their lives. And here I am, you know, going down another street that I hadn't planned for. Right. That's tough. But, yeah but i mean it, it is you can't change it you just have to kind of figure it out i don't know okay so now i think i'm gonna ask every each each person the question like kind of just continue to go around would that be like okay all right uh so now Sh- shannon what was your biggest struggle uh with your loss oh i think my biggest struggle was because I had lost my baby so early. No one really knew about it. Um, <clears throat> and I felt guilt. And I felt guilt in a couple of ways. One, I felt guilt because my body, I felt like my body was feeling me. I felt like my body was feeling my husband. Um, but also guilt because I tried to justify not feeling sad because I wasn't that far along right. you know, there are other people who are farther along than you are. So why are you feeling so sad? But it didn't help me not be sad about it. Um, and so I felt this guilt because I was like, but this, like, that's the only loss I have. Like, that's what, that's my experience. And so I, it took me a long time to accept that it's okay to grieve your experience no matter how many hours you knew you were pregnant because the minute you find out 
you're attached in some way, shape or form. It's a life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So when that's ripped from you, like you have to grieve that. And just like Heather said, you know, it's like when your due date comes, like that was a really hard day for me. Um, When you find out your friends are pregnant, like that's the thing. It's like, people will say, well, aren't you happy for them? Of course I'm happy for them. I'm just sad for me (laughs) because I'm not pregnant and I just lost my baby. Um, And so I think that was my biggest struggle is just giving myself the grace to be able to grieve properly, no matter how far along I was, because every, every pregnancy is valid. And when you lose it, you have the right to feel however you want to feel. And I know that there are some people I know personally who have had miscarriages six, seven weeks and they had, they accepted it. And I'm really proud of them that they can accept it and, you know, move forward, but not everyone is like that. And just knowing that everyone grieves differently and everyone kind of processes that differently and, that's okay. And you're allowed to do that. And you're allowed to feel sad for yourself. Um, even if you found out you were pregnant and then you weren't the next day, the, the point is, is that you, like Heather said, you see those lines and you start planning and you have that attachment. So that was my biggest struggle was giving myself time to just be valid in my experience and grieve it. Um, even though it was an early loss. Did it take a long time for you? Um, it, it didn't um, because I got pregnant right away, no. like right after. There you go. And, again. and so I was still grieving, but I was also moving forward. And so um, I also felt guilt in that because I was happy that I was pregnant, but then I was sad because I wasn't still some days feeling sad about losing right. my other, you know, pregnancy. And so it was just a lot, a range of emotions. Some days I was great. Some days I wasn't. Even to this day, I feel like there are times where it just gets you. It just, you know, and what if, yeah, you think about what could have happened or who that baby would have been. um, How old they would be. Yeah. Just giving yourself the grace to just feel however you are because you are a human being and that was a human being and feeling I feel however- like with women um it's okay so if you've never gone through the experience it's tough to like we expect women to just get over it you know mm-hmm. it wasn't even like didn't even have legs yet you know what mm-hmm. I mean or whatever it is mm-hmm. but it's like the emotion behind it, I feel like people don't understand. Even me, yeah. you know, as somebody yeah. who's never been pregnant before. Yes, I have nieces and a nephew and I love them and I love the children in my life. But like, I've never had the experience of having a life inside of me. Right. And I feel like once, whether it's two cells, three cells, it has a leg and five mm-hmm. fingers, like whatever it is, that's a life inside of you that like, you're emotionally attached to. I think one of the hardest things for me was someone who was trying to support me said, you know, if you didn't test early though, you probably would have never found out that you were actually pregnant because you tested so early. And like logically, yes, that makes sense. But I did right. test early. Like I, because it's it, not your fault. 
Right. Like they, they, because if you test early and you have a miscarriage, sometimes women don't test in, you know, until they miss their period for two or three weeks, but I didn't. And my experience was that I did know that I was pregnant. So I can't just like unlearn that and move on, you know? So, um, yeah, that was, that was one of my biggest challenges. And, And a challenge it is, I'm plugging in my computer, by the way. Um, yeah, that's, I know it's, it's, I've, again, I can only go by what I've seen because I've never been, been in this situation, but I could, I see, have seen how utterly, uh, how much of a mo- an emotional roller coaster it takes you on, regardless of how far along you are. It doesn't matter across the board, whether you're eight months pregnant, three months pregnant, like Kayla or three weeks pregnant, pregnant is pregnant, you know? Um, and just to know that like, you know, when you're further along in pregnancy and, you know, you lose it, like there is different trauma associated with like, however far along, but it's trauma nonetheless, and it's your experience. And so, um, you can be empathetic for other people and also be sad for yourself, you know, so that's important to, to realize too. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and next, oh, I think I know the order now we got Julianne next. That's right, right? Wait, hold on. Now I got to check because I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm right. I think I'm right. Um, Julian, yeah, I am right. Okay. What, what was your biggest struggle with your loss? So for me, I guess I kind of like blamed myself because I wasn't sure. <clears throat> Like, if it was me physically, like, because I wasn't healthy enough for the baby to, to carry a baby, like, I thought it was, the doctor said I was fine, like, I was good to go, and so, and then after finding out about my thyroid, I was like, he said that that was probably growing to me for, like, five years, and I'm like, really? Because it was that big, and I'm like, maybe that's why? I don't know. So it was a big struggle just physically for me. Like that's why I kind of want, I changed my life in a lot of ways so that I could be more healthy and hopefully have a baby again or a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Did you feel like, um, cause I feel like so far with everybody that I've spoken to, I feel like there's guilt. There's always guilt. Did you oh, feel, yeah. you felt that guilt? I felt guilty because I didn't feel like I was healthy enough. I felt like it was my fault. Like it was all my fault. I miscarried because my body couldn't handle it or something like that. Like I just, I felt ashamed, embarrassed. Like I was just like, like why me? You know, I, right. my friend had a miscarriage like 20 years ago when she had gotten pregnant in high school and you know, it was really hard to see her go through that, but she, you know, she got over it and I mean, she got over it, but she like moved on quickly and it, it like hurt me like longer than I think it hurt her. Like I have, I'm attached to, you know, to, to her very, like she's my best friend. And I was like, really just so sad for her. Right. So, and like, I didn't, I mean, I don't know why we waited so long to try to have kids you know, maybe if I had tried when I was younger, because I was 30, 30 at the time, 
Okay. You know, I thought, okay, well, it's time. We should try. That way, you know, I'm not getting, I'm not getting any younger. So <laughs> my biological clock then, is ticking. Right. And like, so everybody was saying, like, you know, we have these kids attached to us, like, um, my niece, Halen turned three a few weeks ago, and like, like my child before this month, if I had had my kid, right? And she was born. They found out she they they were pregnant in January the same time I did, and then they had her in October when around my same due date, and I was just like, you know, like it's weird because I feel like things happen like that for a reason a reason so like she's like mine you know yeah 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 <laughs> I like love the, her the so kid, much she's so the cute kid you never just, had yeah she's just the best like that's what it feels like you know like I'm just attached to so many kids like all my friends have kids and they all had kids in school and throughout my life and I'm just like I've always been there I've seen six babies be born so right like it's an amazing experience to see that so yeah so I guess for you it was um kind of almost like Shannon like you felt your 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 problem was like you feeling like your body was failing you like you were a failure that's so it sucks to feel that way for sure but you get it in your head and it's so hard to get it out (laughs) like right you can't you just can't like until you talk about it and then having those people just some people just saying they know how like I know how you feel I hate that like that's <laughs> the worst thing that you can say to somebody because you don't know how I feel right even if you've had a miscarriage I'm sorry but you have no idea what I'm going through right because yeah. everybody's feeling and thinking different things you know and and yeah, if you've lost somebody, you've lost your dad, and, like, like you know, somebody else has lost their dad, and they're like, oh, I know how you feel. Like, no, you don't. You don't know what kind of relationship you had, you know, right. with that person. So just, like, saying, like, things like that really irks me. I just want to be like, I'm here for you. Like, you can talk to me. You know, that's all, that's I, it. That's all people want to hear. <laughs> and I think, you know? like, that's it with any situation, but, I mean, specifically – um, pregnancy loss, infant loss, instead of saying like, yeah, I had a miscarriage too. Like, it's kind of like dumbing it down instead of doing that. Just be like, listen, you can say I've been through the same thing. I, 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 I'm here for you if you need, you know what I mean? Right. But not like in that dismissive, like, oh, I've been through the same thing. Like you're, you're you're fine. Or like, get over it. Like, right. Like, no, like I don't want to get over it. It's been six years, and I still am heartbroken about it. Like, of course, screw you. right? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, right. I get yeah. it. I totally get it. Um, yeah. Now we got Kayla. I don't know what Kayla's doing over there. <laughs> Where's she at? I was trying to get comfortable. I'm like a child. I can't <laughs> <sit> still. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'm sorry. My goodness, it's fine. I can't what, sit still. <laughs> what is your biggest struggle with your laws? Uh, let's see. Well, I have a, actually I have it written down because I know I was. Oh, she has I know. Down. Top <laughs> now go away. Um, <laughs> my sister's in here now. Go away. Um, okay. Uh, so the, I have a couple. Um, 
the first one is not feeling worthy enough to be a mother. I guess that kind of is like Shannon and Julianne. Like, it doesn't make any sense why. In 2009, in February, I couldn't be a mother. Yet, a year later, I can have a full pregnancy and have a son. Right. Which doesn't make sense to me at all. Do you, do you still struggle <laughs> with that? Or, like, was that... Back then, it was like, why the hell did that have to happen? It just depends on the day, I think. When it's March 29th, I usually am not myself. <laughs> but Ooh, listen, hello. I'm filming something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. And it's okay. <laughs> That's me too. My sister keeps coming in. So does my son. Right. Hello. It's like, go, go away. <laughs> Uh, you can come in. It's fine. But really, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second one is just not really having an explanation on why tubular pregnancies happen. Right. They just happen. And they don't have a reason why. They just, oh, it happened. And oh, well. <laughs> right, 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 right. Which sucks. And then just to be reminded about it every day because my incision still hurts sometimes and we're in 2020 so i don't really understand why that happens 11 years later yeah so it's kind of like that constant reminder like that's what you're saying Uh the pain yep i get it i mean i don't know i don't maybe heather could probably talk about it more but like right um, (laughs) it's like tubular preg how did you say ectopic did I say it right? Yes. She said yes. <laughs> um, um, we don't have explanations for them and stuff like that. So I guess your your shtick, I'm using the word shtick again. You're using that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, your shtick is like not knowing, like you wish you knew why it happened. Type of thing. Yeah. That and I'll sense. never know. There's just something that happens. Right, that makes oh sense. Oh my goodness! Totally. <laughs> it's, fun. it's fun. I'm about to ask Maggie anyway. <laughs> I have Maggie. What's your um your your biggest issue like with with the loss? Your biggest struggle? Um, I would say guilt for sure. Um, never never really grieving properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really had the chance to be honest because. Like Julian was saying, her friend, like she was so young, she kind of moved on fast. You move on, but it always, you always carry it with you. And I feel like it, it hurt me later on in life, not really. At, it hurt at the time, but it hit me harder as I got older, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I never really grieved because right after that happened, you know, I'm still in high school, the middle of high school. And at that time, my parents they separated when I was 16, like the year after this happened. And then my brother blamed me for that. So he didn't talk to me for eight whole years, literally not one word because of that. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like a domino effect because my parents split up because they were arguing a lot about how to discipline me. Cause like I said, I was getting in some trouble after that. I didn't have counseling for what I had went through. I didn't really tell anyone. Me and my parents didn't really talk about it afterward. So I was kind of just dealing with it on my own and I kind of just numbed it and just partied with friends and, you know, I became like the party girl in high school. 
and I, re I regret it because I didn't really grieve. I didn't really get the help I needed and it definitely affected my adult life. Um, so yeah, I'm just guilty over everything because of all that and, and not standing up for myself and not, I shouldn't have listened to him. I should have had my own, no, this is my body. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to listen to you. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, feel, I feel like your emotional um, distress was, again, like it's like twofold. You know, you feel yeah. the guilt because like like every other, um, like the women in here have, have, have said prior that you feel guilty because you feel like your body is just like broken. But then at the same time for you, it was probably like you feel guilty because you allowed you felt you probably felt as though you allowed somebody to treat you that way so it's like right. double i get it which i would never ever do ever again in my life you, you live and learn i definitely learned a lot from that i'm i'm so different now it's not even funny right me and my brother get along now i have a niece and nephew i love them my parents are back together like life kind of folded back together and it does. Uh, but there, yeah there was like a decade of years where it was just kind of one thing after another or another and here we are <laughs> happier I made it hopefully. Out. hopefully yeah definitely made it out. it's like a and it's still sad um I'd have a 20 year old so it's still weird and sad to think about um is that something April like 13, April 13 2000 was the due date so you so yeah, little you things think of those little things too those little oh yeah okay yeah they, they never really go away um but I don't cry about it anymore. Um, I'm like, if you were to talk to me 15 years ago, I'd probably be crying right now. But I'm, right. I'm able to talk about it and be okay because I mean, I'm old now. It's so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I get I it. The, want... the pain never Sorry, like go fully goes away. I guess if that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes I guess sense. if there's, I don't know if there's minors that listen to your podcast, but if there is. The only so. thing I would say is don't ever go through something like that alone because it's, it's, you need people. I mean, yeah, you need your parents, you need your guardian, whoever, your grandma, grandpa, aunt, whoever, whoever's close to you. Just whether you're scared to death or not, just, you know, reach out until someone's willing to help you because you just shouldn't go through that alone, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. hundred um, percent. Okay. So now the next question, next question is oh this is a good one and i think we kind of touched on this but um what are common mistakes people make when comforting those who've experienced loss julianne kind of touched on this already <laughs> um but heather would you like now you're on the other side of me but i don't know if it's changed but heather would you yeah. like to to uh elaborate um i didn't really have a lot of these like told to me um and if they did i know that they didn't mean it you know to mean you know they're just it's an awkward thing to talk about because people don't talk about it right um so they try to say things that they think are helpful that's not really helpful um the biggest one is um it's okay you can try again right um, and it's like um, I mean, I can, but it's not really going to erase that one. Right. Um, you know, but 
if if I'd had that that one, um, I would have a six year old. Um, so it's like, I mean, y'all, I can try again. It's not going to replace the loss, right? It's um, you can have seven fucking kids, but if you lost one out of this, out of all of those, it, that's still gonna it's still gonna hurt. Yeah, like I mean, I even have I still like I have you know my youngest now and he's five. Um, it took us almost. 11 months to get pregnant with him um after so i mean yeah like okay i've got an i've got another one but you know it's still like if they're they're not disposable (laughs) yeah like whoops try again right Uh, (laughs) but i mean that was probably the biggest one that's like oh you can try again or um maybe you just weren't meant to have that one right 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 like, what do you mean by that? Like, like, oh, God didn't want you to, whatever it is, like, people yeah. just bring stupid, like, they try to. Yeah, or maybe there was some, maybe that one was going to have something wrong. Right, right. Um, but I how do you think, know? Like, yeah, like, say. okay, like, you deal with it when it, whenever if that happens but you don't know that but right i mean and i know that most of the people that would have said anything like that to me back then wouldn't have meant anything wrong by it they're trying to make you feel better exactly but it's just it's an awkward conversation to have and there's a way to talk to talk about it i feel i don't know the way We'll like, teach you. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. I guess that's why we're having this fucking conversation. Exactly. You know, is to, is to figure out the way. But, um, but I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just because, yeah, a lot of people have had infant losses or miscarriages at, at any point in the time. And like, um, you know, like we said earlier, a lot of the times if you don't test early, you have no idea. So the number, I mean, yeah, it's reported one in four, but it's probably more than that because people don't know. Right. Um, But, you know, usually people try to say the things that they think will help um, just because they have no idea, like, what to really say. Well, that, that actually, we could probably do the second, the the third question too, which is what can people do to help comfort? Like, what would actually help? So, like, we know what fucking sucks when people do it. What, in your opinion, would have made you feel better? I mean, just be like, listen, if you, like, you know, obviously they don't understand. But, like, I understand you're going through something difficult or whatever. If you need, like, listen, you can come to me and talk. Like, I might not understand it, but you can talk to me. Um, You know, that would have, that would have been the biggest help because the people that I talked to that did have you know a loss at any point in pregnancy because I found out a lot of people in my life had you know losses uh, anywhere from early to late and it was you know it just helps so much to be able to talk to people Um, another thing that people um, would say that's not very helpful is at least it was early Mm. right i mean yeah i didn't have to i didn't have to go through that trauma of being further along and actually delivering you know but still 
Yeah. I mean, I know people that have, and it's just from talking to him, it's extremely traumatic usually. Yeah. Um, but just because it's, because I had an earlier loss and didn't have to go through, you know, an entire pregnancy or anything, doesn't make it hurt, you know, not hurt. Right. Um, it's like, yeah, oh, it's, it's like, at, at least, no, there's no at least. Yeah, no, we're not, it was still there. Right. Um, <laughs> we still, right. still had it, still the experience. Um, but just, just that to tell somebody like, I don't understand what you're going through, but if you, if you want to talk about it, I'll listen. Right. I mean, I think that would be like the most helpful. Just, um, just to be a listening ear. Yeah, because there's nothing that you're really going to say that's going to make it better. It's, you know, right. nobody's going to say anything that's going to make it not hurt. Right. Um, but there's stuff that people's going to say that's going to be like, just shut up. Right. <laughs> shut the fuck just, up. Just give asshole. me a hug. Just give me a hug and move on. Uh, <laughs> rub my rub my belly, like, you know, like, make me feel better in some way. Yeah, like, give me a hug. Tell me that, you know... Not that it's going to be okay, because it's, you know, it takes a while, but just tell me that... You're here. I'm here if you need me. Right. Don't, don't stick your foot in your mouth while you're at it. That'd be great. Right. right. <laughs> don't, be a, don't be a dipshit. That is the moral exactly. of the yeah. name. Yeah. What about you, Shannon? How do you, what do you, well, the first, the, the common mistakes people make comforting you, what, uh, what in your opinion. So, um, Tori and I kind of talked about this a little bit, but I was this person when, before I had experienced this loss, I thought I was comforting them. I thought I was giving, you know, this person some reassurance and everything I said invalidated or made her feel invalidated from her pregnancy loss. And I didn't realize that until I lost mine and hearing things like, oh, well, it's so common. Okay. But it's not common for me, right? This is, right. My, this is my first, it's not common for me or, oh, well, you tested early. So you might've not even known you were pregnant, but I did test. So I did know I was pregnant. Um, oh, you'll get pregnant again. Okay. But I hope so. But that doesn't, you know, like Heather said, that the doesn't race the pregnancy that I am grieving right now, it doesn't make it go away or, you know, it, it heals it. It makes you feel a little bit better, but it doesn't ever like replace it. Um, and honestly, just things that you can do is just validate, just say like, I don't know what you're going through, um, but I'm here for you. And I'm, I'm here to listen. Um, and I am with you during this time. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Um, and that's really it. Even like <laughs> that's where you got to stop <laughs> and because it really just like validate the person's loss. Tell them that you're here to support them and you love them and that you're here when, when they're ready to talk about it because nothing they say or do is going to fix it. And, and oftentimes we like to be fixers, like tell me your problem and I will fix it. Well, nothing you can say can fix it. So right. saying like, I'm here with you. I'm sorry this is happening to you. Um, and, and validating, like, this is really, this sucks. This is right. really for you. Because essentially, it's a death. Yeah. You know? Like, that you, we, I feel like we have to think about these sorts of situations, miscarriages, even early on, as 
a human death because that's what it is. So if somebody's grandfather or uncle passed away, would you be like, my uncle passed away too. I know exactly what you're feeling. Right. Um, and like it get no, no, you would be like, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm right here for you. I feel like that's how we have to approach women who have lost children, you know? And sometimes I feel like people don't know what to say. And honestly, don't say anything. Just don't. Just say. Just hug. Yeah. Just give me a hug and say, I'm so sorry. And I'm here for you. Um, And that does world of wonders. Instead of trying to reassure them, none of the reassurances you give them might ever happen. You know, like some things you say might inadvertently make them feel even more guilty or even more invalidated. And I was that person. (laughs) Like I full circle realized the mistake that I made and what I needed during my loss too. So, well, thank you. Thank you. What about you? Well, Julianne kind of said it already. But uh, what would you have, you, you told me what pisses you off and what made you annoyed. What would have worked for you um, in the comforting process? Like Shannon said, like for me, if somebody just would have been like a shoulder to cry on, you know, an ear to, to somebody for me to vent to, you know, and I did have that. It's not like I didn't, it's just, I had more of the other, you know, which was annoying to me. Right. <laughs> like, I know. Sorry, but yeah, don't tell me how I feel. Just don't do it. I hate right. that. So, but yeah, just having, you know, my friends to talk to, you know, it was really nice to be able to, because I mean, all my friends have kids. And so, like, they know what it's like to be pregnant. And only one knows what it's like to have a miscarriage. But still, it was nice to be able to talk to somebody about it and just, in the beginning, I honestly didn't get out of bed for probably a week. I was just like, nope, I'm not doing hair. I'm not doing anything. I'm staying here. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, I've seen it. Yeah. My sister went to it. It, it. it takes a toll on you physically. Yeah, it does. It really, it really does. You just, you don't know until you are in the situation. And some women, it they can... maybe they're stronger I don't know like everybody deals with it so differently but for me it was don't tell me how I feel and just leave me alone and then I'll I started talking about it right right and I feel like for you so much happened after the year later a year later I was like my whole world just like shattered again you know like I couldn't get a break from you know, every, finding out you have, like, I had a lump right here, and I was just, like, I had a really bad cold, like, it sounded like this, and I was just coughing and hacking, and I'm just, like, what the heck, and then I had to get a biopsy, and it was inconclusive, and then having to have two surgeries because it didn't look like cancer, I'm just, like, what the heck, you know, like, that really sucked, and then getting a paralyzed vocal cord in the process of it, like really sucked and it just like it just makes everything so much harder for me like it's hard for me to breathe and I'm talking and I'm like I feel like I'm breathing really heavy and just like everything just kind of piled on top and it's been four years of this and so yeah we haven't even tried again because of cancer and I'm just like I just don't know if I want to try like I want to but I don't I'm scared (laughs) and it's like even like those stupid like 
validations that people try to give you like oh you'll get pregnant again and this and that they were more understanding with my cancer than they were with the loss of my child right right. you know like even though it was i was only eight weeks i was so excited like so excited i feel like it's i don't know at least for me it's like when we can't see the the it's almost like depression and anxiety you know like when you can't see it physically because you can't see a bundle of cells really uh, you know it's like you sure feel it though right exactly you know on the outside it's like almost as if we inadvertently make it like it's not real when it really is Mm -hmm. you know and so we're very insensitive to the subject yeah it was it was a shitty situation for sure i just feel like and like I, I love my family and the support that I have for, for everything that I've been through. And everybody has been wonderful. Right. But like, for my miscarriage, it just felt like it was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then they just were like, like they got over it way further, faster than I did. I'm just like, right. Like I said, I'm still not. You know. Yeah. No, I, I trust me. I get it. I get so. it. Now, what about Kayla? Where's Kayla now? I know she moved on my screen. <laughs> I see you. Um, what, what, what about you? What are what are common mistakes people made comforting you? And then what could they have done better to comfort you? Uh, like insensitive responses, like will just happen for a reason. And it might be for the better. And then I, I get, uh, yeah. A lot of the time now I get, well, you can't be sad about it because you have a son. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> like People that trying means, to tell you how to feel. It, right. Which you can't. You shouldn't anyways at all. Right. Um, and we've talked about this already, the, the comparing my situation to something that happened to them. <laughs> right, right. Like, like, yeah somebody trying to one-up you like oh my situation's worse because xyz like oh my situation's worse because i was further along or oh my friend's situation is worse because they were further along so Mm -hmm. a lot of the times i guess like we so far what i've seen is in, in in this um is the pattern that um for you guys and probably for a lot of women out there um y'all had to deal with a lot of insensitive people insensitive yeah. comments. yeah and what would have made you feel better just same thing somebody hugging you letting you know that they're there for yeah. you yeah yeah and i do have a really great support system actually so i mean that really helps right i have my best friend natalie who is still my best friend so Every year, she will still talk to me about it. Every year on the 29th, she makes sure I'm doing something Aww. so I'm not at home. <laughs> so so just having even one person yes. that understands. And yep. it's like it's almost like when you – it's that pain-in-the-ass person every time you want to complain about something that constantly tells you, like, me too, me too, me too. Like, yeah, that happened to me like 10 years ago. Right, right. Like, I don't, I, I get it. I get it. It happens to a lot of women, but right now it's happening to me. <laughs> right. So, okay. Yes. Makes sense. What, what about, what about Maggie up there in Hogwarts? 
<laughs> nice. What What were common mistakes for you? Well, not many people knew about me, so I didn't really get a lot of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry kind of thing, but I feel like in all sense, people kind of, it's like a death, like you were saying, and everybody treats death differently, so I feel like no matter what people say, it's all good intentions, and they're not meaning to offend you or get on you, they're trying to be there for you, but the way it comes out can can be offensive, mm. you know, so... People mean I would well. Say, I, I feel yeah, that way. Right, for sure. Um, so just reaching out to someone in general, no matter what they're saying to me, would have been nice. <laughs> right, right. For um, you, just having somebody, like you I said remember, before. Like I said, I, I don't know if I block certain memories out of it or if it's just old age, but <laughs> I don't remember a lot of reactions. So like I said, my parents, I don't even remember how they reacted. And, and it was never talked about, so... Um, so you would have just wanted somebody there right I needed somebody there for sure to know yeah like hey it's okay um I know we're young but you'll get through this kind of thing right um did you feel alone yeah I feel like when someone says and this goes like because I've been depressed for other reasons and whenever I've been depressed and someone's like oh if you need me, I'll be there. Reach out. I feel like when someone's in a state of depression, they're not going to reach out. No. Usually. No. Maybe some people do, but like I wouldn't know. So I feel like instead of saying that, just do it. Just go there and be there and check in. And don't just check in. Yeah. Like just instead of saying it, just do it kind of thing. Right. 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 Um, I, that's it. Like when one of my, yeah. I mean, this is just across the board when one of my friends is telling me they're going through something it then it becomes not my job but I feel as though I should be hey how are you doing today you okay you all right you know so yeah and I'm sure that helps a lot and you don't even know how much that helps you know yeah just knowing that somebody cares enough mm-hmm. to hit you up first and ask you right I get that that makes yeah. sense now we're going we're wrapping back around now to um to heather um where is it okay what helped you heal what helped you through like grieving the emotions and stuff like that um really just talking to people and knowing that i wasn't alone um uh i like whenever i would stay up at night and cry like that's when the emotions really hit um you know i'm not gonna wake my husband up you know for him to listen to me cry about I mean, cause it's different, you know, right. like I was pregnant, you know, there was a baby, but he didn't feel the loss to the extent that I did. Right. Um, he did find out later that to be able to talk to people really did help. Um, even him, um, cause guys feel stuff too, you know, and if ladies are watching this, that that's gone through this, like check, check on your husband or your guy or your because i'm sure i'm sure dudes kind of also go through that like um is my sperm not good enough type of stuff you know like too yeah well and then for him on the outside to just watch me hurt and not be able to help right um because there was nothing that he could do that would make me feel better um but he i found a group of ladies online um it was on a um like a thread on that baby center website that pretty much everybody as soon as you find out you're pregnant you get on there and you (laughs) 
you find your group for your due date and you get all excited and all these other ladies and you compare stuff and you know, here's my peace stick. Look at it. I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, we ended up, I found a support, ended up being a support group um, on a thread for miscarriage and infant loss on that website in their community thread. And we were all due in August, which is mm-hmm. whenever I was due. Um, and we all miscarried around the same time, wow. uh, like Jan- January, February. And it was just a place for us to go, like a support system. Yeah, like like you're on that site, but then it's like I've had a loss. Now where do I go from here? I don't go to the I'm pregnant baby do side. Um, they've got threads and stuff for for miscarriage and any kind of anything really on there. Right. Um, but a bunch of us found each other. I mean, there's one of my friends is in um in New York, there I think it's um, what East Islip or something like that. Oh, so close to me. Okay, she lives there. Um, I mean, we've got some like out in California. I mean, just one of them is in Australia, like that oh, we wow. found that we just all had loss in common, right, and right. we we were able to talk about it. And my husband would be like, "You're always on your phone. Um, <laughs> like, what are you know what's going on?" I'm like, "Listen, I." these these ladies know exactly what I'm going through because they were at the same point in time we've all just lost like we are this is literally the closest that I can get to somebody that's going through the same thing right um and he just didn't get it um he didn't really want to talk about it because he didn't want to upset me um but then he was off work for a little bit went back and somebody was like oh hey how's your wife you know and he was like um we had a really, you know, bad ultrasound and we miscarried and the guy, like, I mean, these are like dudes in their like thirties and forties and it's like me and my wife had a loss too. Oh, oh, so they're not. Cause like, to me, like, I feel like dudes exactly come right. Like it comes off like dudes just are just like, "Mm, eh." Mm -hmm. it happened. Whatever. Okay. Right. Right. But my husband was like, you're always on your phone. You never know. And then it was like one day he talked to this guy that was like me and my wife lost one too. It'll be okay. And they, they talked and he was like, I, I get it. I understand. Like you talk to your ladies all you want. If that is what makes you feel better. Right. Right. And we ended up moving to a Facebook group. Um, and we still talk. Um, that's all. Cause the bond I, I would assume is just, yeah when you bond with somebody over that we we understand each other more than just like you know even my best friend like she just doesn't doesn't get it as well as these ladies do right and you know whenever it's like oh we're trying again and then like we're all excited for each other and we're posting pictures of our pee sticks like do you see it do (laughs) i see it hold on and let me let me tweak it through my filters and see if I can find a line right, um, right, right. <laughs> like we get obsessive over pee sticks like it's insane <laughs> you're really trying the things that you learn about the other people that are trying you learn a lot about other people's bodies right um, as well as but um but just to be able to have somebody to talk to or at least some sort of support system helped me more than I thought it would because usually I was the type of person like you hold that in you don't talk about this stuff right but just to be able to let it all out 
was like such a relief. Yeah. Um, and just to know that you're not alone with it. To have that safe space. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we that, all need that. Yeah. I just, I, it took me a really long time to realize it. <laughs> <laughs> that we need that. And even the husbands, I mean, obviously Julianne doesn't have a husband. She's got a wife, but the spouses, mm-hmm. um, also are going through it in, in some way, you know, um, I, I totally get, that. I mean, I remember yeah. again, watching my, I can only go by like my, what I've seen from my sister and like her wife and my sister went through it just as much as my sister-in-law, even though she wasn't the pregnant one, you know? Yeah. So like there's sense. still a connection. As soon as you see those lines, there's some sort of connection. Like, right. you know, for me, it was like, there's a baby in there like we're doing this for my husband I mean it wasn't like as deep he didn't go through you know like the actual loss itself and the procedure and stuff but you know he's still he's still lost yeah of course Uh, so but yeah you you think of dudes as like you know you don't need to check on them they're fine they didn't lose anything Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean like any ladies or anybody that's on here like check on your dudes like they (laughs) They really do have feelings. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do. <laughs> what about you, Shannon? What what uh what helped you heal? So I struggled with just like after I lost my pregnancy, like just feeling so sad about not being connected to like my baby anymore and just like knowing that the baby was forever gone. Um And I didn't know how to cope with it because I wasn't ready to let go. Um, I wasn't ready for the baby to be gone. And so I confided in a couple of close friends who I knew, you know, just would be there for me and, you know, support me. But I also chose to name my baby, you know, to instead of referring to my baby as my baby, my baby, you know, like I thought of, you know, a name that I wanted to refer to my baby as. I got a um, a ring made with, like, an engraving of the baby's name. Um, I had, like, a necklace made that said, find joy in your journey. And no one else knew what that necklace was, but it symbolized for me, like, you know, just keep moving forward and to keep trying to be positive and know that, you know, whenever you wear it, it you know, the baby's with you. And what was um, the baby's name, if you don't mind? Oh, um, Poppy, like the flower. Oh, yeah. So um, I actually wore, I like wear it in all my family pictures still. I wore the necklace, I wore the ring on a necklace, like when I gave birth to both of my kids. Aww. And it just like gave me a way to just stay connected and feel connected, um, even though, you know, I don't know. In my in my heart, I think it's a girl. I don't really know. I had two boys. Hey, so maybe. Um, but you know, it's the, your body. You know, right? But the baby was the size of a poppy seed. So oh. even though it was, you know, that that small, it still had like you know such an impression on my heart. And so, um, just that like the, that symbolism just allowed me to like make a connection and not have to like. It, did, it made me feel like I didn't have to give it up. Like I still have it because I, you know, I have the ring, I have the necklace, I have, I have that. Um, and then same with Heather, you know, she used a website. I used an app called Kandara and it's actually like a fertility website that helps you get pregnant. And so you, 
there's a community where you meet people from all sorts of different walks of life, um, trying to get pregnant, pregnant by insemination, adopting, um, surrogacy, like all of these people just trying to have a family and you can support each other and watch each other through those journeys. And now my oldest is going to be four. So my loss was about four and a half years ago. And I'm still following people who are still waiting for their miracle, you know? So um, like she said, like there's people from all over, like Wisconsin, Australia, England, and we still keep in touch because many of us had um, ended up being able to have pregnancies, you know, close together. But a lot of us went through loss at the same time. So we just were there to be each other's, you know, yeah so that's that's the common theme is that that sense of community mm -hmm. is what helps and and I think you know if it's kind of like and now like anytime I see a poppy flower or anytime I like you know like that it brings me comfort knowing that like it's with me um and you don't feel so lost without it so yeah so you created basically the legacy um, and that helped you to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and actually when my first had, like you have newborn picture, you can have newborn pictures taken. Yeah. The photographer took the ring and put it in his little feet and we have the picture hanging in our house, you know? And so every time you see it, you see that like, even though they didn't get to meet that baby, like they're still connected to each other. And yeah. funny because when we named all of our children, we realized afterwards that they all had five letters and we totally didn't mean to do that. But I was like, that connects them in some ways, even though. So yeah, that's kind of how I was able to hear a heal. I, you know, turned to my friends. I turned um, just to my spirituality and just um, read a lot and prayed a lot. And um, yeah, I used those symbols to kind of hold on to my loss, not my loss, the legacy of that baby. That's amazing. And and I think in a way, in doing that, you did give birth, like almost, well, like, you know what I mean? Like you gave birth to, you gave, you gave Poppy life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it actually took me, I'm a, I'm a teacher, I've been teaching for 10 years and my loss happened like four and a half years ago. And I was finally able to like talk about it with my students. And I didn't know if they would really understand, but we were talking about symbolism, like in books. And I was like, you know, this ring to any other person is just a ring, but for me, it's different. And being able to actually outwardly say it and like tell people my baby's name, who actually a lot of my family doesn't even know. So, you know, that, that is also healing in and of itself. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and what about you, Julianne? What, what did you, what has helped you heal? Are you healed? Because I, I hear from you personally, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I hear a lot of pain still from it. Like, are you healed? Oh, oh, you're, you're still muted. <laughs> uh Oh, where are better? you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. Much better. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. Don't um, yeah, so for sure I'm not healed all the way. I mean, a piece of my heart will always be broken, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say maybe three weeks after, when I, like, 
everything kind of like stopped hurting physically. Um, I like got these little small canvases and I just like hold away in my room or something. I don't remember. And I just painted them and I just painted each one individually, but it just says always in my heart, you know, and like, I still have like, obviously they're just, they're up just everywhere. I can see it. You know, when I walk by, I just look and I'm like, I always just think about it, you know? So it's just, that helps too. Like I didn't do the, like a ring or a necklace or anything like that, which is a great idea for somebody who is going through something like this for sure. Hell yeah. But I like to, to look at the canvases and just remember the time that I had, you know, those eight weeks were so special to me. So, and I, I, I did listen to a lot of music and I taught myself to crochet. <laughs> and so I did a lot of things to like get, like take my mind off of it. Yeah. So just to keep myself busy. So I want to say feel like, like- I feel like that's the best thing that we could do is just, you know, we all say pray, meditate, but like those hobbies are mm-hmm. our own way of like almost meditating and taking that, yeah. energy, you know? Yeah. Because like it keeps my hands busy. Like I'm not just like staring off into space and concentrating and like, you know, I'm making something for somebody. Like I made like 50 blankets for my whole family, Aww. just like gave them away because I was like, that's all I did for, for a year. I just like crocheted every day. So. Julianne, not to interrupt you, but that phrase that you have on your canvas is what I have engraved on my ring. Really? That phrase. Yeah. Now we're like I connected to you now. Kindred spirits oh. now. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I know. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Y'all are going to make me cry. I'm on my period, y'all. Y'all can't do this shit to me. <laughs> oh, God. See, that's like a sign right there, you know? And I feel like that also is a common theme is that sense of community. We need that sense of community to know. That's- I feel like finding... Like, even just this this group of people, like, you know, the Think Tank group, like, I feel like being able to talk to, like, Shannon has been really great. Like, we did a video chat last week, you know, and we talked for, like, an hour, and that was fun. Like, you know, just having somebody to open up to and talk to that's, you know, I guess I told her, I was like, when you're with somebody for months on end because of quarantine, like, I love my wife dearly, but, <laughs> you know, like, right. Right. It's just nice to have somebody to talk to you outside of your normal group of people, you know? Yeah. So it know. is. It it's is. really helped me like get over a lot of things. I don't say get over, but move past a lot of things that were like really like weighing me down. I feel a lot better about my situation and just like in general. So, yeah. That's awesome. And you know what? that this is a testament to we are all in different stages of the healing process you know and and i think when it comes to things like this you're never fully healed per se no kind of channel that energy in different ways and you know know how to cope with it so that's Mm -hmm. awesome you know that you have we have this this little circle just anywhere we can you know you can go be yourself, like, when you do your premieres, like, seriously, like, I look forward to those so much, because, like, 
you know, these people live all over, but they're like there for you, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's so awesome to have community. that. Like I have it in some of my, like some friends and stuff, but like none of my friends live by me. So I can't just go visit somebody, you know, I can't just go to their house. Like, I have right. to make a date of, or a day of it or whatever. I can't just pop in anywhere. So it's just nice to have a place to go always yeah it is i i enjoy it too <laughs> yeah, like, they're fun yeah it is pretty fun You're I, love a hoop, Tori. I love it what about what about kayla over there kayla keeps every time i go every time i switch to kayla she, uh-oh. uh-oh i can't hear you you're breaking up uh-oh uh oh. Hello. I'm in the car going back home. <laughs> nope, I'm gonna be lost. Oh, there you are. I got you now. I got you now. <laughs> I don't know if I may leave because I'm driving home. <laughs> we may lose you. Yeah, you may lose me. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna we. Well, if you want to just give quick what helped you heal and any last thoughts that you have. Uh, so helping me heal would be my best friend, Natalie, and all my other friends and my family. And I haven't done it yet, but I want to get a tattoo that says a heart not forgotten. That's like stitched up, which uh-huh. is what I got from the hospital when I was discharged. And <laughs> what was the other thing? <laughs> <laughs> and any, la- any last final thoughts you want to, any words of encouragement, whatever you want to say before you, uh, before you head out. Right. Um, just to let everyone know that they're definitely not alone, even though they feel like it sometimes. And definitely to reach out to someone if you feel you need to. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Short, yeah. sweet, and to the point. <laughs> Kids there. I'm in the backseat. Let's go home. <laughs> and thank you. Honestly, thank you for your time. Like, I know you're doing your shit, but thank you. Thank you. For I went to my friend's house because I thought her, it would be quieter. And then her son is like not having it tonight. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Listen, my, my mother's like 64 and she, she interrupted. So it's fine. You know, totally yeah, that's true. but it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was nice hearing everyone. And thank you, Tori, for having us here. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. We love you too, of course. I'm all now we, over now we got we got one more, Maggie. Now what what helped what helped Maggie heal? What helped helped you heal? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Um what helped me heal? Gosh. I I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think just time, time passing, me just getting older, and because I was just so young to comprehend. I mean, nine eleven happened when I was in high school too, so it was like that didn't affect my head until later. I I just think at that age you can't really see past a couple hours of your day. You're just in your own bubble, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think time, time helped me uh, make days easier I wouldn't say get over it just right I feel like I feel like you know it's something you never get over and yeah Yeah. time definitely you know looking back like you said you still think about 
the child you still think of how old the child would be and the date and everything like that but yeah. um but time helps you to like better cope I guess if that makes right. sense that makes Definitely. totally a lot of sense now any last words that you have like what final thoughts would you give to anybody um my more of for whoever you're dating don't ever stay in a toxic toxic relationship I know you know I've seen your I've seen your episodes on that so you you know what yep. I'm talking about but it's it's just not good at any age it's mentally draining exhausting physically and it's just not healthy I mean be single if you're if anything if you're be strong be a strong enough person to where if you do get into something like that you could leave in two seconds if you see any kind of red flag and not even um, go through like the stress of yeah losing a child you know what I right mean? Like, I was not strong I was very vulnerable and I literally did anything this guy said he stole money from my parents like I said I didn't care he told me he was gonna throw me down a flight of stairs I stayed with him it was like what was wrong with me I had issues right. I was I had issues um you should never stay with a person like that. So uh, that would just be my advice. Just if you're in one, get out. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've been true. there. I've been there. Now, would you, you say. in a relationship and be happy and have fun. Exactly. Right. You know. And, and I mean, light. in regards to like, like the pregnancy aspect would you say like also don't allow anybody that you're with to dictate what you should do with your body 100% yes 100% make your own decisions um if you're in a healthy relationship definitely hear what their side is and what they want to do but ultimately it's your body your choice do what you want no matter what anybody's telling you yeah totally totally good now what about what about heather up there what's your final thought on on all of this what would you words of encouragement whatever word Um, diarrhea (laughs) i mean it it's not that it gets better i mean just know that you're not alone more people there's probably people that you know that has had a loss of at some point that you don't even realize um you know, it is, it is tough. You're going to go through every emotion that you probably didn't even know you were capable of. Um, at time doesn't, it doesn't get better. Um, you do just kind of learn to cope. Um, you don't, I mean, yeah, I still, I still think of, of, you know, on the due date, you know, this year I would have had a six-year-old, um, you know, but I mean, any, any thought that you have uh, as far as how you feel like you need to remember this pregnancy or how you need to cope is valid. Like nobody can tell you how you need to grieve or get better. Um, It's, it's been years. You should be fine. No, like that was your life. Like that happened to you. If you want to grieve about it, fucking grieve about it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and I I haven't worn my necklace lately because it I wore it so much lately, uh, or like back you know back then that it has really worn. But it does say it's till I can hold you in my arms, I'll hold you in my heart. Aww. Um, and then I 
I have a, it's in my jewelry box. I have a ring that has, um, has the birthstone of, you know, all three of my pregnancies. Um, but I mean, it's part of you. It's who you are. You know, if you want to tell people about it, tell people about it. If you don't feel that you're ready, don't say anything. You know, it, this, all of this is you. Like, if, if you feel that you're ready to talk about it and that it will help, talk about it. If you're not ready or you don't want other people to know, don't say anything. Like, it's none of their business. Nope. And it, that's the truth. <laughs> that is the yeah. truth. I mean, there are plenty of people in my life that have no idea that any of this happened. Well, now they do, but uh-huh. they're watching, but... <laughs> whatever i don't know how many people <laughs> that in my life follow you so it's fine um, true true it's cool um but if they find out whatever like right, if, right, if right. it would have came up i'll tell you about it i don't i don't care um i did have an aunt at one point because i didn't tell anybody early on um for the most part until extended family and stuff but my grandma had asked after i miscarried was like do you, do you is it okay like if 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 we mention it you know, if we tell somebody and I'm like, I mean, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Right. And she told my aunt, um, which I'm not close to. And if she's, I don't know why she would see this, but whatever. Um, but it was, um, okay. Like she didn't tell, she, tell us that she was pregnant. Like, why is she going to tell us that she miscarried? And it's like, bitch. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I didn't tell you because I wasn't far along enough to feel comfortable. Like if my grandma (laughs) wants to tell people that I miscarried, let her tell them. Like you don't need to be a bitch about it just because (laughs) I didn't tell you that I was pregnant in the first place. Like, so basically your your final thought would be mind your fucking business. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to be open about it, be open. If you want to talk to people, talk to people, just how, how you grieve and how you cope with, with this type of thing in your life is is your decision right like That's, if you want to if you want to talk to people there will be people there for you and there and are it resources be, it will be okay we'll help you we'll help you through whatever you need to get through if you want it right right what about you shannon <laughs> what 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 are your final uh thought i feel like jerry springer final thoughts what are, <laughs> what are your final thoughts a lot of what Heather said, I, I felt, um, just know that no matter, um, what your experience is, your experience is valid. Um, there's no set timeline for how long it's going to take to heal. You might not ever feel like you're fully healed. Some days are better than others. Um, if you're, if you grieve by talking, then reach out. If you grieve by, you know, processing it first, then do that. Um, but whatever your journey is, it's valid. And just know that there are people out here that will support you and just be there to get you through this time because it will never be fixed. You will just be able to cope with it better. Um, and so many people have different experiences, but at the end of the day, uh, we all experience loss and, we're here to connect in that way because that it's like the human condition. You just want to feel understood and feel validated in your experiences 
And so if anyone is watching who's struggling, just know that you are valid in your experiences, however, however that plays out in your life. Um, you are, your journey is, is yours. And, and sometimes it takes a long time to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay too. Hell yeah. Yeah. What about you, Julianne? Your final thoughts? I feel like we all kind of feel the same way. Like, (laughs) know that you're not alone. Like, you know, it's okay to grieve the loss of your baby, even if it was four weeks, four months. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, there are groups if you need to talk. Like, you know, what you're going through is it's normal. Like, it's okay. Right. And people are going to be here for you. So hopefully people in situations like having a miscarriage or, you know, further along, like a stillborn or anything like that, just know that there are groups out there that, you know, people really care and they want to help no matter what. Like, they're not going to tell you that you're you know, to get over it. They're right. going to be there to listen to you. So, um, and you know, I'm going to leave links, you know, we already got some links to resources and stuff like that. Even, right. you know, like watching this podcast, knowing that mm-hmm. there's a community of women out there who ha- are in different stages of, of, of the healing process and stuff like that. You know, I feel like yep. that helps. Um, it helps a lot. And to have then, people to talk to when you are ready to have the conversation right. with people. Right. Like you have to be there. Like, I mean, I didn't talk to anybody for like three weeks and then I was ready. <laughs> right. You know, and you got to okay. get your mind there. So, and yeah. I think that for, I guess my final thought as somebody who has never been through this situation before, but obviously now I've spoken to a bunch of women who have, and I've seen my own family members go through it your 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 feelings are valid there's community out there for you um you're not alone and uh and it's okay to laugh it's okay to cry it's okay to be your fucking self and feel all the feels you know what i mean um and that's that man that is that and thank you seriously to each and every single one of you guys because we've been here for what two hours? Way past forty minutes. <laughs> way way past, way past 40, minutes. forty minutes. So thank yeah, you that guys. That would have been possible for forty thank- minutes. Really? Yeah, no, it would have been. I really came into this thinking that like, yeah, forty minutes. No, forty minutes. No, you can't put this kind of thing in a box for forty minutes. No, like, no, no. We all can talk a lot longer too. I'm glad we got extended, though. I'm glad this got extended. But yeah, I too. can't expect five women to get on here and talk about anything, really. <laughs> right. But thank Especially you. Especially something personal. <laughs> well, exactly. Something serious. What do I have in my face? Thank you all for being here. Thank you for sharing your stories. And Y'all... Tori, thank you for giving us the opportunity to connect with each other and hopefully connect to others. Um, without you, we wouldn't have this. So we appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us on here. Keep doing everything you do. It's amazing. Thank you. Amazing. I love you guys. And seriously, thank you so much. We love you too. This will be this right now as the time of this recording, it's October 14th at almost 11 o'clock Eastern standard time. 
this is going to be dropping tomorrow. So look out for it, everybody. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so love much. You. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.